0: Jesus I crave to know you to know you will my soul hey everyone thanks for tuning in this is episode number 214 thank you for taking the time to join me as we continue on in our lessons in Luke uh, in this episode we are in Luke chapter 19 Uh, Today we are going to discuss, just for a short bit, uh, this uh, story of Zacchaeus the tax collector. Uh, This may be a fairly familiar one to you, especially if you grew up in church, Uh, but um, there's quite a few lessons that can be discovered in it. We'll just kind of unpack some thoughts, kind of a devotional style uh, approach, Uh, so we'll just jump right into the text And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is a powerful uh, moment here. And something that I often forget in this story of Zacchaeus, I, I, I really forget often that he's a tax collector. And not just any tax collector, he is a chief tax collector. So he's like the head of the tax collectors. This man would have been despised. Um, we don't know much about his background, um, what his heritage Was, but um, no doubt if he was of a Jewish origin, um, he would have been even more hated. But tax collectors, um, at the very least, would have been um, a real object of scorn for those who they were taxing. So, this is not a popular man by any means, and uh, mostly, probably, very much hated and despised. Um, you see the, the, the kind of general consensus about him when people are muttering about uh, Zacchaeus and Jesus' interaction with him, when they say he, speaking of Jesus, has gone to be the guest of a sinner. You just kind of imagine their disgust and shock that uh, someone who is religious would associate with a tax collector. Now, um, it's, it's powerful to see how impacting this encounter Jesus has with Zacchaeus. It's so monumental that Zacchaeus does something very just... Um, let's let's call it irrational, but um, in the in a good way. Obviously, um, he gives half of his wealth away. I give he gives half of his possessions to the poor, and then he goes a step beyond and says, "If I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount." Now, one of the major reputations of a tax collector would be that they are a cheater. Uh, many of them, or um, a majority uh, or a large portion, we could say if we're trying to be fair, of them, w- that's how they made their wealth, is they would assess the taxes of the individual and then they would tag on uh, s- uh, some extra to that, and that was how they kind of extorted people out of money. Um through their profession. So it was definitely not an honorable approach, but it did lead them to much wealth. And so for Zacchaeus to say something like, if I have cheated anyone out of anything, which would be very highly likely, then he was willing to pay back four times what he's cheated them. Now, something I want you to notice is Jesus says in response to Zacchaeus's extravagance, he says, Today salvation has come to this house. Now, don't get sucked into the idea that salvation has come um, in some sort of exchange of, you know, financial component. You know, this Zacchaeus bought his salvation or bought salvation. so don't don't fall for that idea. Um, something so greatly impacted Zacchaeus in his the depths of his heart that he was as a as an outflow of that um, kind of inward revival, so to speak. He was so touched by the power of the encounter that it was a demonstration of something that had happened to him and I believe that this is uh, uh, true of when when we experience or in, encounter um, the one awareness of the majesty of God and his uh, salvation, Jesus Christ. When we come to that genuine encounter, and we realize the um, the rags that are our lives, we, as a necessary reaction to that, is just this exorbitant um, repentance. A turning away from this lifestyle that we had known and given ourselves to, and so that's just this necessary byproduct of the encounter with Jesus. And so, um, and a beautiful thing that Jesus adds to this is that this man too is a son of Abraham. So, let's just assume without. I haven't done any kind of study and tracing to see Zacchaeus' heritage, but if he is indeed Jewish, then this idea that a Jewish tax collector, which we think you should, probably thinking of Matthew as well, just as I am, um, a Jewish tax collector would have been an abomination, and so he he was even more of a traitor if that was true. So to hear Jesus say, this man too is a son of Abraham, that would likely be infuriating to many of those that, that are listening to this. Now, taking it, maybe even you arguably could say, I'd, I'd love to hear the Jewish perspective on this, but... Um, it, let's say that Zacchaeus is not a Jewish heritage. then for Jesus to say this man too is a son of Abraham, they would likely be infuriated by that because you're saying, you know if I'm you know the Jewish person hearing this, I would be thinking, you know, Jesus, are you telling me this Gentile is you're calling him a son of Abraham? So that that would be a a, a huge Affront to to their their very own nationality. So either direction that goes is to the hearer of this traumatic, no doubt. But you know Jesus was was one to not pull punches and to say things that were very likely to offend the hearer. But if you could get past the offense then you could discover some wonderful revelation inside of it. And very much there is revelation to discover. And Jesus reminds everyone there, for the Son of Man, he's speaking of himself, came to seek and to save the lost. He reveals his agenda, so to speak. Um, As we wrap this up, um, I want to point out one final thing in as as Jesus was entering the region and he was passing through there if you really pay attention to it there are many instances where Zacchaeus could have missed this moment he could have missed this opportunity now without getting too deep into the weeds of you know God's sovereignty and how much of a, how much of our own will can be factored into to our path? Without getting into that, just just notice in the text all of the opportunities for Zacchaeus to just shrug his shoulders and go a different way. Um, first, he was, like we said, a chief tax collector. He was wealthy, so. This would have not really been a person who would have been rushing to necessarily see anyone unless they were of some kind of power, affluence, or what have you. So there's an opportunity for him to just go a different direction. But he wanted to see who Jesus was, and I think that's an important root inside of this encounter. There was a desire to see Jesus, and this reminds me, you know, ask, seek, and knock. So he desired to see who Jesus was, but here's another issue. He was short. I can personally relate to this. I'm not a tall person myself. So he couldn't see over the crowd. Here's another opportunity for him to just shrug his shoulders and walk away. But instead, he ran ahead and climbed a tree. You know, talk about um, you know approaching the kingdom of God like a child. Think about children and their play. So he runs ahead and climbs a tree so that he can see Jesus coming. And when he reached this spot, when Jesus reached this spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. Here's another opportunity. He could have addressed Jesus in a you know several ways could have kind of brushed him off he could have been embarrassed by the situation he could have thought there's no way that you would want to come with me many reactions could lead to the same ultimate you know misdirection of not encountering the encounter but instead he came down at once and he welcomed him So there was the invitation, and he gladly and eagerly accepted it. Now, here's another opportunity. All the people began to mutter and to talk about it. Zacchaeus could have been embarrassed, could have been um, somehow manipulated by the crowd, and he could have just went his own way. But instead, notice, he stood up and he said to the Lord. And this is where he kind of gives this confession of his wrongdoing, And so many opportunities presented themselves to Zacchaeus to miss the opportunity to uh, steward the moment of encounter. But thankfully, and with God's grace, he responded in those opportunities. He sought the Lord. These are things, all these things that we can learn and kind of emulate that behavior. So that we too can have moments of uh, revelation, moments of uh, worship and adoration, moments of repentance, uh, to turn away from that which is uh, less than what we've been called to. All these things um, are opportunities for us to then, uh, once we have that encounter, we can uh, fuel that into our, what can we do? Uh, for you, Lord. Um, How can we make things right that we have wronged? And so, um, all these are lessons that I think Zacchaeus teaches us, and hopefully some of these have resonated with you. And uh, there's many more that we can find if you'll just uh, search and seek. God loves to reveal these things to those who would seek Him out. So, thank you for joining me. Uh, Thank you for listening and tuning in all these episodes. Please share these with friends and family so that more people can um, hear what God has to say. Hopefully, I'll be a blessing to you. Thank you so much for those that have reached out. Um, I've even received a a Christmas letter from a faithful listener, and so I really appreciate you doing that. Uh, That was very generous and kind. Um, And so... um, just, it's a blessing to my heart and an encouragement. So, um, I I thank you all for tuning in and, uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. God bless.